Welcome to another episode of Self-Love for Everyday Superheroes. I am your host, Sacred Walker. So happy to have you here today. Today, we have a very special episode for you, and I'm so excited for what is in store. Before we get started, I want us to take a breath in. Oh, breathe in the love. Exhale. Exhale the letdown or any lousy feeling that have been building up in our body, we were born to shine. So glad that you are here joining us, Love Nation. Let's go. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe below. Make sure that you like and follow and share this with others who are exciting, amazing, everyday superheroes. So without further ado, we have a very special topic for you. Today, we're gonna be talking about Five health solutions every boss or heart-centered executive should keep this year without lack of clarity of direction of where to even start getting in the way, right? When we are creating these health resolutions as a everyday boss, everyday heart-centered executive, right? Sometimes just knowing even where to start or how to keep our momentum might get us stuck versus get us started towards success. So let's talk about how to get there. And today we have a very special guest with us, Stacy and Marcus Noggle, that I'm so excited to have joining us in a moment. Individuals and a couple, a power couple who are committed to striving and thriving with excellence without burning out. A fun fact about them is that they actually cook together every day. And as someone who loves to be loved on with food, love on others with and through food that are healthy and yet at the same time tastes good. Who can appreciate that fun and beautiful fact about them? They are insatiable in their curiosity, adventurous, they're problem solvers, and they're tenacious because they are ones that what makes them everyday superheroes, they bring and face challenges in ways that make them unstoppable as leaders. I'm so excited to have them here bringing over 10 years of experience as high-performance health coaches who are excellence-driven to help people to transform barriers to improve their performance, productivity, and success without burning out. And they are return guests with us. They are fellow healthcare providers, having focused in on acupuncture, Asian medicine, and finding strategies from the East to the West such as the way that we do, which is so exciting. And they're currently now based in Ecuador, where they live in the Andes Mountains with their young sons. They're two young sons. So excited to have them coming aboard here today, being inspired, being inspired. I'm getting tongue-tied because I'm so excited. Um, being inspired not only by the work that they do, but being inspired every day by making an impact. So excited to have them joining here today. So this show is for educational purposes. And if you are seeking deeper support, do reach out to our team where you will be matched with a coach who will be able to support you to continue to transform barriers to your well-being, deepen self-love so you can embody that leadership potential that you are born to bring into the world and launch that vision so that you can be able to shine in ways that are unstoppable. So excited for the ways that this collaborative conversation today is about to go. So once again, today's topic is so, so delicious. Five ways that you can create 
health resolutions as a heart-centered executive, as an everyday boss, that you should keep this year without lack of clarity of direction getting in your way. Now, now remember that as we're talking today, these things touch into our past, they are bringing in generational well-being, and they help us to level up our future so that we can turn our pain into our superpower. And so as someone who has taken time to really every year, I remember growing up and feeling so excited about the possibilities of what the new year would hold. Christmas, for example, on the other side of it was something that wasn't celebrated that day, that morning. We actually didn't wrap gifts and unwrap them the first thing in the morning. We actually waited until the end of the day. We sang songs and we gave praise based on our faith practice. And we took time to connect and break bread and eat delicious Caribbean food together. And then at the end of the day, after we've taken time to experience the gratitude of connecting with one another, that's when we opened our gifts. And for me, New Year's resolutions are just like that. The new year comes, there's lots of excitement, time to connect. And then now on the other side, we not only want to talk about our resolutions, but we want to unpack our gifts and go ahead and say, let's go ahead and make those steps to put them into practice. The gift of our vision, right? The gift of our calling, the gift of trying something new, the gift of being able to reinvent ourselves, right? That can be like Christmas come, you know, or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate come all over again when we celebrate the new year. And so now that we're gearing up into this new month, sometimes those things can fall away. And we want to make sure that we can keep that momentum before feeling like, oh my gosh, where do I even, I feel like I, I, I ended before I began. And so we want to make sure that we bring them into this conversation because you landed here for a purpose on purpose. And the same way that that little girl in me got so excited when it came to all the gifts that came before the tangible gifts, today you're going to be getting so many gems along the way and then a powerhouse um, closing today. So make sure you stay until the end. All right. So we're going to have them join us in a moment. So excited to have them on and make sure you subscribe and like below. Thank you so much for being here. And we are getting gearing up and getting ready to have them join right now. Right, and as you can see, we have here today, Stacy and Marcus Noggle, who are with us. I am so excited for you to be here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sacred. It's such an honor to be with you again. Really oh is. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. And welcome from what a level of the equator are you? Uh, we're about three degrees, three degrees south. south latitude. <laughs> three degrees south latitudes. For those who know what that symbolizes and means, <laughs> go ahead and take in the richness of what this international connection is doing today on the show. And you'll be able to connect with them below. And they're going to share some delicious treats about what's coming up. But for right now, make sure that since you're here on purpose for a purpose, you stay until the end so you can get some of those sweet, sweet gems that they're about to share. So for right now, before we get started and we do a deep dive into our topic, let's start out first with getting a little personal because we want to make sure that heart-centered executives who are moving from this place of being change makers from the heart can really know what it is that you've had to overcome to be unstoppable. 
Can you share with us one time, one story about something that you had to overcome that made you an unstoppable everyday superhero as we get started? Well, we are change makers. I, I like that word. And we hope to make positive change with what we do, but we also change our environment frequently. Um, and as world travelers, we have lived in many countries and traveled to 60 or 70 countries. And most recently here in the last year, I've moved to Ecuador. Um, and I think like our move to Ecuador and we've lived in Bali and England and around the world, when you move to a new place, um, there is the challenge of making order out of chaos. Um, and we love that challenge. It's a fun challenge. It's a, it's a tiring challenge. If you're not energized and you're not, you know, in a place where uh, you're a fully available and ready, um, it can it can be a very challenging situation. But thankfully for us, uh, who like to be in peak physical condition, peak mental condition, peak condition overall, um, and having systems and establishing systems as soon as we get into the country, where do we get our food? Where do, how do we connect up our internet? You know, how are we going to pay our bills? You know, things like making sure that you have your visa in order and you have all of your paperwork, if you will, that allows you to be in the country legally. All of those things are very important steps and very important things to have in place so that you have the peace of mind to then be available to move forward with whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your work, within your family structure, and for us with two young boys as well, for homeschool too. And so um, we love that challenge. And thankfully, having done it enough and knowing kind of what works for us, um, we have systems that we can quickly establish and, you know, in the span of weeks and sometimes months, depending on the government of the country and the legal things that you need to do, um, you know, you can navigate that chaos and get yourself into a place of order where you have your foundation established and you're up and ready to go. Absolutely. And can you share something that you feel in that experience? that made you realize, oh, this is new terrain, but we're resilient, we can handle it. You know, as you were navigating things, I know I'm really hearing the full picture here. Is there a moment in time where you said, oh my goodness, all right, we, this is hard, but we got this. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking recently about being masters of chaos. And, you know, when you head out and you have an adventurous life, you know, you're, you're not doing the same thing every day. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. So just one short little story is we were moving from a small village of Vilcabamba to the city of Cuenca. And, you know, we had our plan and we started early and everything was in order. But then the van broke down mm -hmm. on the way here. And, you know, it was high up in the mountains. It was beautiful. But we arrived hours later. It's after dark. We're in a new city in a new place we've never been. Um, and we're going, what are we going to feed our kids? <laughs> you know, where are we going to find food, you know, after dark at night in a new place? And anyway, so, you know, that's just one example of going, okay, let's go out. What's our plan? We're going to walk this way. Let's see what's in our neighborhood. Let's source our food and make some friends in our neighborhood and, you know, start that first little route going down into a new community. So we took that potentially difficult situation and turned it into an opportunity to make a connection in our new community and feed our family. 
Absolutely. And that combination, who can't relate to that? Who's tuning in now? The combination of making sure that you take something difficult and you make it work and have to feed the family. And I'm sure those who are tuning in now who can look below in the show notes who are going to see that you are getting access to this high performance health e-cookbook. You're going to be getting some really amazing opportunities to tap into. If you want to do the combination of the two of those, how you can go ahead and show up that way with your family. But let's continue to dive in because I'm sure there's lots of resilience here and also lots of joy that's come out of this journey, you know, that you've been on with your two boys. And I'm so excited to have you. So, you know, for those who are tuning in, if you are a frequenter of the show, you know that we are here providing educational information. We're making sure that we kind of help you lean in, open up, and we make sure that you kind of close out but provide you some additional resources. And so you can see the show notes below. You can subscribe. You can like on how to connect with Stacey and Marcus Noggle. And at the very end, like I said, we're going to talk about some launches they have coming up, which are exciting. But I want to first talk about, you know, the topic at hand, right? Now that we know that you are heart-centered, real people, right? We've seen you twice. We know that you have been navigating everyday life just like us. And, right, you have had moments where you had to start something new, right? And similar to a New Year's resolution where you create this health goal and you say, oh my goodness gracious, I really want to go ahead and deep dive into it, but I don't know where to start. And I don't want to get that in my mindset where I actually say, you know what, I don't know where to start. So I actually don't start, which is oftentimes a misconception, or I try it for a couple of days and I don't really have the tools like this high performance health e-cookbook to access or some of the other programs you offer. So tell us as we get started, because we're going to be talking about some big stuff on the show. So if you're listening in, make sure that you take some notes, grab a pen and paper now. You can always rewatch this. You can always kind of carry this on the go. Describe to us a little bit about how you would say would be one tip that you would give if you're someone who is at the beginning journey of saying, I want to create a health regimen that works for me and my family through change. What is a tip that you would give to them? One to three tips you would give to them about how do I how do I do that? Um, what is the journey I should take to even get started? Well, I know that a lot of the people that follow you and listen to you, Sacred, are executives and professionals and people that are balancing this life and this work and have a lot of responsibility to make it all happen. And I think that if people take their skills from work and they apply them to their new health habits, uh, they can repurpose some skills that they already possess. And that always makes things easier when we're repurposing things we're already good at. So I would say, first of all, um, become a truth seeker. So gather data, you know, in your job, if you have a project that you're working on or you're managing a group of people, you're getting reports every week and you're monitoring how you're going and you're using information and real, just truthful, raw data to make good decisions. And your health journey can be the same way. So the first thing is to establish a baseline. You want to know where you are, how do you feel mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, take a minute and however you want to document that, get your baseline, then decide where you want to go. What's your end goal? Because you don't do any projects at work without having an end goal in mind. So you have to have that there. 
And then you say, okay, well, what steps am I going to take? I'm going to decide what changes I'm going to make in my life. And then I'm going to put it on the calendar because no work project moves forward. If you don't put your appointments and your goals on the calendar, make sure you're getting it done. And it's in those small bite-sized steps. And then you do your review. You do your weekly or daily check-ins and go, how am I doing? Is what I'm doing working? Do I need to it somewhere because I'm not getting towards my goals or I'm not doing it or I'm not getting um, the results that I want. So that review is so helpful. So I would say, you know, number one, become a truth seeker, gather your data, pivot where you need to, to stay on track to achieve the goals that are most important to you. And I'd say most people at when they're making their New Year's resolutions, you know, they're looking through their spyglass and they're seeing that big, beautiful vision at the end, but they don't do the work to actually gather the data and make in the moment adjustments to stay on track. And I think inherent in what Stacy said, too, is you might have one big goal, like I need to get more fit. And that's a great goal, but that's a very broad goal, too. It's not very specific. And so I think, again, when you think about what corporate life is like or what when you manage other people or when you have very big projects, those projects are broken down into assignments for individuals and you have responsibilities and tasks for each individual person. I think your personal goals need to be the same way. You can have a very big grand vision for where you want to end up. But you also need to be able to break that down into smaller, tangible steps that you can implement easily that have a measurable endpoint so that you know when you've achieved that next step. And you can have that sense and that feeling, that emotional you know, gratification of having set something in front of you and actually then accomplished it. And putting those small steps and those small successes together, stringing them along like a string of pearls, all of a sudden you end up with a very beautiful thing at the end um, and it helps pull you through along the way too. So a big vision is great and it's very important to break that down into tangible steps that are achievable. Absolutely. And what I love about what you're sharing are the bites, right? Being able to have bites, being able to take those tangible steps. You're talking about transferable skills, right? Okay, the things that I do at work can actually be applied to my health and being able to have the end goal. You know, I grew up with a mom who was a teacher and she oftentimes would write lesson plans where she would say, start with the end in mind and work backwards, right? It's like, what is it that you're calling in? And I think us as coaches, we, we can relate to that, right? That, that sense of like, what is it that you're calling in? What is that vision? The visionary leaders, you know, tuning in right now going, oh my gosh, the vision feels so big, right? Being able to say, what is the thing that I want to reach for here? And then being able to work backwards. And this is where being in conversation with individuals like yourself to be able to say, okay, I don't have to carry this alone. I don't have to create this roadmap on my own, right? I can connect and kind of gain support around it. So tell us about, you know, foods. If we were to say that we're checking in and, 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 you know, can you tell us a meal maybe that you've made for your family that you feel like has helped kind of feel like a small uh, step, right? If I'm someone who's either brand new to either a high uh, high uh, energy lifestyle or vegan uh, diet, or maybe I'm brand new to healthy food actually tasting good as we talked about in episodes before. Yeah. You know, can you give an example of something that you um, have created for your own family or you brought into conversations with those that you work with in your business? 
that you feel has been helpful when they feel like I just want something that I can do that is maybe quick or if it's not quick, but it's something that I can start with while I'm getting my momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think in the interest of full disclosure for those that are following along today that haven't maybe tuned in before that we should share that we've eaten a vegan diet for 30 years. Um, and so, you know, Michael Pullen in The Omnivore's Dilemma in his book said, you know, if I had to boil down everything as quickly and simply as possible, I would say eat food, not too much, mostly plants. And I think that when you look at the longest lived, healthiest lives around the planet in the blue zones uh, that exist around planet Earth and the National Geographic work that they did in the 1970s and, you know, continues on to today, in those places, they eat food, they eat not too much, and they eat mostly plants. And they also have community and they have a sense of purpose and a reason to get up in the morning. They exercise and there are other key success factors as well. But, you know, for us, we try to, at a minimum, have five different fruits and vegetables per day. And we're sophisticated at this and have been doing this for quite some time. And so usually we accomplish those five fruits and vegetables by breakfast. Um, but I think when you're starting to look at your diet and how you can best uh, provide a solid, energized foundation for you to accomplish the life of your dreams and the goals that you've set for yourself, you know, some people oftentimes don't make food a priority in that. In fact, They oftentimes are trying to take away time from food preparation, food acquisition, um, in order to apply that time to other areas of their life where they're trying to push some work goals ahead or family goals ahead or all of them ahead at the same time. Um, And if you're not putting the proper fuel into your body, there's no possible way you can have the proper level of energy to, to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. So a very simple goal, I think, that we can all set is to have at least five servings of fruits and vegetables each day and to eat across a rainbow of food. We don't want to just eat green food or just eat brown food. We want to eat across as many different colors as we possibly can. Why is that? It's actually kind of hard to eat blue food too, say blueberries, but there aren't too many blue foods. But if you eat across the broad range of fruits and vegetables, you're maximizing the nutritional value of what you're putting into your body. You're more than likely going to, you're going to be more likely, let me say, to get the amino acids that you need, the vitamins that you need, the minerals that you need. And some of those things are harder to get now than they have been before, which is a whole nother topic. But a broad range of fruits and vegetables kind of mitigates you against the risk of having deficiencies in your diet. We all have deficiencies of some type, but that broad range that, you know, that plethora of options and trying to eat broadly, really, as opposed to deeply within, you know, one particular category can help, you know, ensure that you're getting the proper nutrition. We also, in addition to five per day, should probably set a goal of trying to eat at least 15 per week, 15 different fruits and vegetables. And again, that's a pretty easy thing to do if you just consciously eat. And I think that like, For example, yesterday, uh, we have a wonderful service here called Gran Roca. It's an organic farm that delivers three massive bags of produce to our door every Monday for 20 bucks. It's a a gift from God. Um, And we supplement that with other fruits and vegetables that we find around here in the organic markets as well. But on Monday, we have a jam-packed, absolutely beautiful refrigerator. And so we then sit back and say, well, what are we going to make? And... What's it going to be? And Stacy last night, or was it two nights ago, I think, made a vegetable soup that, what was in the soup, Stacey? Probably a dozen things. We had 
beet greens, the beet stems that were cut up. We had onions, garlic, and ginger. We had carrots, bell peppers, broccoli, and cauliflower. So I think, yeah, maybe more, but anyway, there, there were nine different vegetables in that soup. And it was sort of like, it was the, boy, we're putting in a bunch of new produce. <laughs> Let's clean out anything that's you know, left around the edges. So a soup is a great way to do that. A smoothie is a great way to use up um, your fruits and some vegetables. And soup is a great way to use up tons of vegetables uh, around the edges when you, and they also store well. Your smoothies, you can put them in jars. You can take them to work the next day. Soups, you can freeze or eat it one day chunky, the next day blend it up so that it's a creamy soup. Uh, so they have some versatility and longevity to them as well. So we had a soup with, you know, nine or 10 different vegetables. We almost accomplished the week's goal in one meal. And we every night have a green salad with raw vegetables, sprouts that we usually grow, um, you know, and other raw vegetables. And it's too, we try to also pay attention to how much raw food we eat or how much live food we eat versus how much cooked food we eat too and to try to keep those things in balance but as stacy said between soups are amazing for everything you can hide put in change soups are so versatile and so flexible and if you have a soup for your day and you have a liquado a smoothie that's got two or three or four different vegetables in it we throw flaxseed in ours we oftentimes will put granola in it too which will give it a different thickness and also gives it a different a nutritional value it increases the protein for sure but if you get four five six different vegetables or excuse me fruits and vegetables in your liquado between a liquado and a bowl of soup we've already accomplished our goal for the week soups smoothies and salads perfect s s and s for superheroes and for those who are tuning in who are like liquada huh yes <laughs> smoothie, right. a smoothie yeah the liquado is the spanish creeping in because that's what we operate here in a in Ecuador. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. So for those who are tuning in, they're like, what was that word? Okay, yeah, smoothies, right? Smoothie, so we yeah. can, absolutely. So then these are some gem droppers, I think that are so important. And as someone who literally just had the most delicious pineapple, ginger, banana, strawberry smoothie. Oh, I mean, oh, it, and it's a misconception that you need no sugar unnecessary, right? We, we want to make sure that we have all kinds of healthy sugars in our body that can naturally break down versus having us go high and then crash, right? So right. I think this is so delicious. So I want to make sure we capture a couple of things, right? That you just said. If you're someone who's like, oh my goodness gracious, whether I have children or I'm a grandma or a glam pod, as some people say, right? Yeah, you're feeling like I want to maybe start something new and I don't know where to even begin, right? Or maybe you started something and you want to keep the momentum, then having a soup that can store is so powerful. So remember that gem dropper, right? Number one, have a soup and the soups can store. Number two, being able to bring in smoothies. What ways can you have things that energize? On days that I literally just do smoothies for the entire day, I have something that I can take on the go and I end up having so much more energy than otherwise, right? So being able to incorporate that second S and being able to incorporate a salad. Salads, I used to feel like I was allergic to salads. I'll be fully transparent with you. I felt like I don't, I used to call it rabbit food. Why would I ever just eat a salad? because of what I was raised on. And then when I began to realize how many flavors you can create with a rich and delicious salad, 
and you can begin to add mixes that make it flavorful. For me, all of a sudden I said, oh my goodness gracious, spinach as a base for me versus kale was my foundation. I needed to know what was my palate while also what was gonna be good for my body. So for those who are tuning in, have your three S's, right? As everyday superheroes, have your smoothie, your soup that's store and your salad. And I think for those who are tuning in who are passionate about climate change, right? And who are saying, oh my gosh, there's so much happening in the world. A CNN special recently came out for those who are tuning in that said that so much of the land is being destroyed because plants are coming down. Oftentimes trees are coming down and then the ground is being taken over by livestock and there's too much methane that's being released in the air that's causing all of these issues. The earthquakes and the hurricanes we're seeing at rapid rates, right? And so if you are someone who is passionate about that and you're saying, what can I do about it? Even begin to making those changes that help transform your health can also kind of have a return on its investment where we're making a positive impact. So I appreciate the fact that those who are tuning in are like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't do everything. Guess what? That that those three S's can make an impact, right? So I want to take a pause as we create a shift because now we're talking about we've got some tangibles. Okay, we've got our three S's as an everyday superhero. And if I'm someone that wants to make a change, oh my gosh, I'm actually making an impact just by changing my diet. So tell us now if I go, hmm, that sounds great, but I actually started and I couldn't keep up with it. Or I started, but it felt like I had a job after my job of me trying to keep up with things. Or my kids are so used to X that I couldn't possibly shift things into Y. How did you manage to get them to eat a salad? Whatever it is that is coming up. There are misconceptions around if you start, you should, if you start and you can't do it, then you should just go ahead and stop. Or why start if you don't know what to do, right? So tell us, how do you handle some of those misconceptions? Have you heard any others like that? And how do you handle that in the work that you do? Well, I think that we could spend a long time talking about each of those uh, because, you know, whenever somebody has a challenge towards making healthy decisions, you have to, you have to talk with them. You have to find out where they are, where they want to go. And more importantly, what are they willing to do to get there? Because you, you can't take somebody and put them on this straight, you know, super green diet. If they're not used to eating any vegetables at all. You have to start small. And the best way to do that is to start with what you like and funk it up a little bit. You know, if, if you, gosh, what's a good example? You know, if you're having toast in the morning, instead of putting butter and jam on it, you know, maybe you add some peanut butter to it to get some extra protein or, or, avocado. or avocado with, you know, a little lemon juice and some red pepper, you know, put something else on what you're already doing so that you're not making a massive change. You're taking what's familiar, what's yummy, what you know you love, and you're just shifting it a little bit and making it a little bit better for you. You're so much more likely to continue what you, the habits you already have with small tweaks then you are to jump, you know, 180 degrees into a whole new lifestyle. Quantum change has been proven by science, but most human <laughs> beings change very incrementally and slowly. And if you change too fast, you know, things can break uh, emotionally, mentally, physically as well. And so it's, it's good to go. It's good to pick the proper pace and to manage your expectations around that as well. 
Um, you know, and that applies also with kids. We have friends who are really trying to get more fruits and vegetables into their kids and they found, well, their kids, you know, most kids like ice cream or sorbet or something like that. So it was not too hard to introduce smoothies in, into their daily routine. And actually when my uh, doc went to school in Bali, they had morning smoothies available at the entrance. So, you know, your kids could start out with an extra boost of vitamins and minerals for the day. But in that smoothie, they found that they could throw in a little spinach and nobody knew. It doesn't have a lot of taste. It blends up small. You can even throw in, you know, a little head of broccoli. Your child will never know. So if you start with what they love and you just slip in little bits uh, without them even knowing, or even your spouse, they won't even know, but you're training up their palates to appreciate different flavors, to associate new flavors with something they already love. And it's and physical, you know, with our eight-year-old, he is adamantly opposed to mushrooms. He does not eat mushrooms and he can't stand mushrooms, but he's been eating mushrooms since he was about one, <laughs> one and a half years old in all kinds of things that he can't see. And, you know, it took until, what, a year, a year and a half, maybe two years ago that we, you know, told him we're, we're putting mushrooms in there. You just can't see them and you you can taste them, but it conditions up his palate. It conditions up his taste buds. It conditions him up physically to be conducive or receptive to mushrooms. It took, it's taken a while to get to the mental side of it where he can say, you know, I like mushrooms. Now I eat mushrooms. And it took years, but we gave him those things before he would be, he was able or willing to admit that he actually was eating them and maybe even liked them a little bit too. And they altered the flavor. We've done the same thing with the boys too. And, you know, if you don't have young kids, you, you have to start someplace, but for spicy food, well, maybe it's not necessary that you like spicy food, but if you like spicy and you like bitter and you like salt and you like sweet and you like sour, you know, you're, you're going to have a much more enriching uh, eating experience than if you just stay stuck in any one of those kind of flavor zones. And so for spicy foods, you know, again, from the youngest age, six months when they started to eat solid food, you know, we put a little bit of, you know, curry powder in there and we just put a little, little bit of spice in there and we kind of jacked that up over time, you know, over years, really. And now our 12-year-old can ride with me and like the spicy food and trying all the peppers in the new countries that we go That's to. Something. <laughs> uh, and the eight-year-old, you know, he's working his way again. He's more in the process still and he likes spicy food and he'll ask for certain types of peppered sauces. But it's been it's been a journey for him to get there. And it's been a fun journey. We've, we've learned about peppers. We've tried different sauces and we've allowed him to go to the grocery store, empowered him to go to the grocery store and pick something out to try something new. So there are lots of strategies that you can take with children um, to make it fun. Um, but once again, to make sure that when you have a desired change, that you take the right pace to make that change. Because, you know, if I want my kid to like mushrooms and all of a sudden I go out and buy these huge portobello mushrooms, which I love, and we, you know, and cook them up on the grill. I, I mean, that's really making a statement about mushrooms, right? As opposed to little pieces that might be, you know, in the red sauce that you've got on your pasta or in lasagna. You know, you're introducing the flavor slowly over time and your, your results might be more effective in that way as well. Absolutely. So what I, I love about what I'm hearing is kind of finding ways to invite things in in subtleties, right? So whether exactly. you are in relationship to your children, your grandchildren, niece, nephews, or your inner child, 
right? Like having it be something that trickles out. And as someone who will sneak in celery to fool myself sometimes <laughs> whenever I need a cleanser, how powerful is it to sometimes even do that as you yeah. are someone who's trying to figure out where do I even begin? So, you know, some of the things that I've heard today, I think are really impactful. We have our three S's, we have our soups, right? Storing our soups, we have our salads and we have our smoothies and inviting in a smoothie would be as an alternative to being able to have ice cream or something like that, where we begin to invite in those kinds of connections with those we care about, including ourselves, right? And so say I'm hearing this today as we come to our time and I say, okay, all right, you've got me, right? I've gotten over the hump. I, I, made a, I made a smoothie, right? You're tuning in and you're like, after this, I'm gonna make a smoothie, but now what, right? Tell us about what you have coming up. And we had just a couple of minutes as we come to our time here, but tell us what you have coming up with what you are launching with a program that if I say, okay, I really wanna connect and tune in, um, but what now? And I really don't wanna do it by myself because I'm a growth-minded person, I'm committed to change, and I really want someone or the both of you to be able to kind of take us to the next level. So tell us a little bit more about what you have coming up um, and how we can be continuing to be connected to the both of you. So Grin, thank you for asking. And you know, if you have a coach or an accountability buddy with you, you're 95% more likely to realize your goals. So that's you know part of why we're motivated to make ourselves available and programs available to support people, to be their accountability buddies, to be their cheerleaders, and to be their guides. Because you know, we're both scientists, we dive really deep into the information and the scientific journals and and we know that most executives and professionals or parents, people don't have the time to figure all this stuff out. It's overwhelming to go, what do I do? What direction do I go? There's the keto diet and the plant-based diet. And, and it's just, it's overwhelming. Um, you know, if it can be overwhelming for us while we're researching, we know that it's overwhelming for most people. So anyway, we've created a program called Burn Bright, Not Out. And it is a 12-week program for excellence-driven people, for those overachievers who maybe are spread a little too thin. They're kind of skating on that edge of burnout. And the last thing that you want to do when you are feeling uh, passionate about your purpose in the world and making a big difference is to burn out and not be able to fulfill your purpose on the planet. And so this gives very potent um, health enhancements that you can do without spending a bunch of time. You know, we help give you the organization to set you up for success so that you don't have to um, try hard. You don't have to have a ton of willpower. As we talked about, you know, building on a food you like and tweaking it a little bit, the whole program is based on taking the things you're already doing tweaking them to give you bigger and bigger returns that build long-term robust vitality and health. And so that's our big program coming up. And um, actually at the end of March, and we'll probably do it again later this year, um, is a vitality code. It's a five-day workshop that you can come find out about us, do a little sample, um, get to know us, and put some of these practical tips to use during that week. So there are a couple of ways to get to know us and work with us. 
Perfect, perfect. And what what I love is, as I know earlier, with offline behind the scenes, everyone who's tuning in, we were talking about scuba diving and the power of doing so. And so what you're doing is giving us a little taste where we put our feet into the water. Maybe we're like, okay, I'm just learning. Okay. And then now in the five days, and then now I can do a deeper dive and really get a chance to get that and, you know, way to keep our momentum, right. And to really strengthen our swimming in our healthy habits. And a critical part of scuba diving is having a buddy. That's you know, right. You're never supposed to ever be diving by yourself, you know, for That's safety. Right. And so, you know, the, the buddy system is an important system in all of life. Um, and it's especially important when you're trying to make change in your life. Um, because, you know, getting an attaboy or an girl at just the right time can really push you over the hump that you that, that might be real or even just perceived, but it's still the hump that you need to get over. And, you know, life is a team sport. And the more that we can do it all together. Um, the easier it is for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And what I love about the both of your energy is that you create that energy of that push, but also that invitation, right? And so sometimes those of us who are, myself included, used to kind of feeling like we're in charge, sometimes we need someone who can kind of lovingly encourage us from behind while still calling us forward, creating that balance of, you know, courageous uh, pushing, while also inviting us to, you know, to be compassionate with ourselves. And for those who are tuning in, I've definitely consistently seen compassion show up and be exuded from the both of you. So I'm so excited for what is to come. So for those who are tuning in, Love Nation, I want us to take a deep breath in, breathe in the love, exhale, any let down, loose energy, anything that does not serve you, because we were born to shine. So excited that you have joined us today. We here on this amazing show are committed to empowering 1 million ambitious leaders to be able to transform their well being, deepen self love, so that you can embody the infinite potential that you were born to bring out there so you can launch your vision and shine. And so we're so excited that Stacy and Marcus Noggle are making that impact and helping this ripple out effect. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe below, make sure that you check out information on their high performance health ebook in the show notes. And as well, you will be seeing in the show notes, a way to connect and land in to get additional support about this amazing, amazing launch ahead. Again, Stacey and Marcus, so glad to have had you on the show. And we that is our show for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Take care, Love Nation. Wishing you self-love, self-care, and success. Talk with you soon.